the World Health Organization is um, making revisions to their International Classification of Diseases Index next month. And parental alienation may be among the updated list of diseases. Parental alienation. This is my first time hearing about it. So we got Chris to reach out to Sarah Dimmerman. She is a psychologist and a parenting and relationship expert. Her website is helpmesara.com. She joins the show right now. Sarah, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. No problem, Kelly. This is the first time I've ever heard of parental alienation. So could you define that for the audience? Sure. So, I mean, I've been in practice for almost 30 years, and this is, you know, something that's come up all the time and, and you know, over the years more prevalently. Um, so what it, what it is, it's when one parent is pretty much accused by the other of turning their child or children against them. So it could be in the way that they badmouth them, talk about them behind their back, could even be extended family, grandparents that talk badly about the other parent. So alienation in terms of pushing away from or not wanting to be close to, so many parents will go to court, you know, with saying things like, you know, my child has, has alienated, my, sorry, my, par- my spouse has alienated my children away from me against me and that's why they don't want to spend weekends with me or won't even come and have dinner with me for example so this is a way of inflicting emotional abuse on uh, another parent um i don't believe that's the reason that they would be talking about that I, i think it's a way of saying you're responsible for having turned our children or our child away against me so not that they're particularly wanting to go against them or, or, or inflict any harm on them, but they want that parent now to make up for it. They want them to now um, contribute to the betterment of their relationship. They hold them responsible in some way, and they're saying, if you didn't talk badly about me behind my back, if you didn't tell the kids that I wasn't paying you X amount of money, for example, or in- including them in stuff that they shouldn't know about, mm-hmm. and they would be wanting to spend more time with me and it's up to you to make it right is this also happening in households that you know where there's not divorce or separation can you find this going on i'm so glad you raised that because i that was exactly what i wanted to bring up with you it's not just when parents are separated i see it all the time within families i mean families are you know all families have issues and there are always couples that are arguing in front of kids and parents not even meaning to, will say things. They'll say things like, oh, your father's so lazy, he never helps me around the house. Or children will be exposed to things that one parent says or does to another. And so while parents are living together, the children are part of their family. They're not only potentially hearing things from a parent about the other parent, but they're also seeing what they see. And so, for example, a woman or a man who's being treated unfairly or is being spoken to harshly or even abused physically, for example, may say after the fact when they're divorced that my spouse has now alienated my children against me. However, when you look back at the situation where they were living together, you can see that the children became disconnected from that parent just as a result of living in that family. So as I said, whether it's, whether it's explicit things that the par- one parent is saying against the other or if it's just that the child is living with extreme criticism or rejection or abandonment, or maybe living with a parent that is absent most of the time, who then expects that when they're apart, when they're divorced from 
the other parent that the child will want to spend time with them, and it just doesn't work that way. Research in the field has labeled parental alienation as an unacknowledged form of family violence, but the World Health Organization, they want to add it to their international classification of diseases. Parental alienation, how does that affect children's mental health? Well, I think if children are really living in an environment where one parent is so-called bad-mouthing the other or, say, or you know, alienating them away from another parent, then I, I don't know that I would use the word violence, uh, but I would say that there is definitely some form of, um, I mean, an extra stressor, anxiety, tension, hostility in the family, and the children are often kind of caught in the middle or they are unsure, they feel if they, if they kind of uh, take the side or align with one parent that they may be hurting the other. So I think that absolutely children are impacted by any form of alienation from one parent against the other. But I think children are affected by lots of what goes on in families aside from alienation. So I think it's a bit of an extreme thing when they say violence. Do you think that, um, I would imagine, self-esteem is going to be affected in the kids? Does this affect their future relationships? Um, Again, I think children learn from what they see. So they may choose a partner similar to a parent, even if they haven't liked that that parent's actions. Um, Self-esteem, I don't know that that in and of itself would contribute to lower self-esteem. I think that if a parent is being harsh towards a child, if they're not acknowledging or validating them, if they're putting them down, I think that's more likely to, to uh, you know, to encourage uh, lower self-esteem. But I'm not sure that I would say that parental alienation in and of, in and of itself would cause low self-esteem. Would you agree with the World Health Organization that this is should be accepted in their um, revision of international classification of diseases? You know, I'm more familiar with the psychological or psychiatric uh, DSM in terms of how we classify mental health issues than I am with the WHO. Um, So it's hard for me to say specifically, but I think there needs to be a lot more research and discussion around that because I think parental alienation is almost a mis- you know an overused word in the same way as attention deficit disorder has become overused, and I would hate to see it oversimplified in terms of just bad mouthing, as as the report said. I think you really have to look at all sides, the child side, both parents side, and really you know I think that just to call a parental alienation uh, as a as an umbrella term would be um, not uh, not a good idea. Okay, so how would you advise a parent going through a split to avoid this? Well, as you said so rightly, that it's not just when they're going through a split. I think that parents need to keep what's going on between them to themselves. Um, I would never say that you can never argue in front of your kids because that's not a possibility. But, uh, you know, if you feel something about your parent, about your spouse, do not talk to your children about it. Talk to a friend, talk to a therapist. But your children, no matter how old they are, should never be included in what you're feeling about your spouse, even if, even if you feel strongly about it. So it's the subtleties. If a child is, if you are divorced and your child is waiting at the door for their father to arrive, for example, you know, when you say things like, uh, oh, your father is always late, he, everything else is his priority, that's, it's a very harmful thing to say to a child because it, it, it does tarnish the relationship potentially between the child and his father. And um, so those are the kinds of messages that I think parents need to be 
very careful about to keep their issues amongst themselves and to try not to bring their children into it. You know, you bring up the fact that this isn't just happening when, you know, you've split up with your uh, partner. It happens all the time in, in households where, you know, the partnership is, uh, it's still strong, it's still intact. But it, is it, can it be as simple as, you know, deferring to another parent to make a decision like, oh, you know, here's a difficult decision, go ask your mother? Uh, no, in some way you're saying your mom is a better decision maker. All right. So in that way, I think, you know, it, it, it would be, I think it would be different if you presented your mom in a, in a bad way. Like if you said something like, well, your mom always has the final say anyway. Got ya. She thinks she's the boss. So what's, what's the difference what I say? That would be an example of maybe, you know, making your child see you as a victim and your spouse as the villain. So I think those would be the subtle kind of things that couples may not have worked out between themselves and then are imparting to their children. So that would be different. Sarah, I really want to thank you for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Sarah Dimmerman is a psychologist and parenting and relationship expert talking about parental alienation.